Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns, and enjoy this shit show. Bread and Circuses podcast. I'm Rooster. I was messing with Crow there. Crow's here. Yeah, you, you know you don't look at me like you used to. <laughs> well, it's because you just don't care. Hmm. I want a divorce. You don't make me feel special. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, folks? Uh, tonight I got a. Th- uh, we're going to start off with uh, Don Lemon's a dick. Yeah, that's pretty much what it comes down to. I, I'm just going to read this. I think most people know the whole thing about Don Lemon from CNN calling the terror threat in the country white people other than he's off on all of his research. I got to ask you real quick before you start though. Okay. He's a, he's a newscaster or what's his title? What is he? I think he, I think he's one of those people who considers himself to be a journalist, but he's really like the left's version of a Hannity. He's an opinion guy. Okay. So does he, he doesn't consider himself opinion though, or does he, is he like a, is he supposed to be like a Walter Cronkite type, just giving you the news, or is he supposed to be like a Hannity type, giving his opinion? I think he, th- I think in his mind he's a journalist. But journalists, I think, go out and do the research. He reads stuff on a teleprompter and has guests on his show, so he's, okay. he's more like a, in in my opinion, an opinion guy. Okay, because that's what he fits. You know, um, Mike Gallagher, the conservative guy, uh, he said he goes, "I'm not going to pretend I'm a journalist." He goes, "I have an opinion show." He said, "I." have guests on and we talk about stuff and yeah most of these guys say that on the right they're, they're not pretending to be anything other than partisan yeah so don lemon said think about this sentence i'm going to read it twice we all have to stop demonizing people and realize that the biggest terror threat in this country is white men most of them radicalized to the right and we have to start doing something about them so reach listen to that again <laughs> We have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in the country is white men. So in other words, let's not let's not generalize about a race of people. Yes, generally sounds like a good idea not to lump everybody together. And come to the realization that this group of people we're generalizing is really bad people. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anyone in this guy's circle anywhere who would call bullshit on him, who would just go... Do you realize what you just said? You know? I think he might be so woke that he's on a different plane, and we just don't get it. Is that awoke? No, no woke. No, but I mean, you're woke, oh. and then do you become a- Ooh. awoke? Ooh, I like it. Like another level of woke. Yeah, we need to trademark that. You, le- you read like full woke-a-tube. <laughs> I'm awoke. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's, t- it. yeah. I'm, no. so, I'm so woke, I'm awoke. <laughs> And if if you have a, a bunch of you, you're awoken. Ooh, like ooh, a, like a coven of witches. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we can trademark a word though. Okay, I wish we could. Do you know I made up a new word? Plagiarism. Huh. That's a callback to our favorite one of our favorite jokes. I recall. Yes. Yeah. From not too long ago. Yeah. I told my son that, and he goes, "Dad, they already had that word." <laughs> I said, "No, they didn't." He goes, yeah, it was when you... Co-. I said, no, people did it. They just didn't have a word for it. And he's looking at me. He's like, no, Dad. Aww. So he was he was trying to ruin my joke. So, But yeah, I mean, this Don Lemon thing, just seriously, that's what you're going to do. Well, I'm going to click on a little article here. Well, he had, while you're doing that, right. he, he's taking this from the uh, Government Accountability Office, the GAO which did a study that showed that roughly three-quarters of the domestic terror events have been perpetrated by white men, okay? Radicalized white men, so to the right. Do you know what numbers or what they're counting in those? And the the study fully admits that the body count from, so 
picture this pie chart in your head. Three quarters of the 154 incidents or whatever in the last three to five years. Can't remember. I don't have the study in front of me because um, I'm great at show prep. The, uh, the study says three quarters of this stuff was caused by these white men. But the body count from Islamists is just slightly higher. It's like 115 versus 119. So think about that for a minute. Three quarters of the stuff is perpetrated by radicalized white men. And they did the same amount, only slightly less damage than the Islamists who killed four more people. I take it they're not taking into account the 3,000 people killed on 9-11? I think this was post 9-11. Okay. I think it's like that the, that would blow everything out of the water. I think it's like since 2014 right. or something. Yeah. We can't exactly. we can't really forget about that. Yeah, no kidding. But so they they're saying I mean again, I keep saying this. Think about that. It says it took 3 times as many uh terroristic events, radicalized events that resulted in murder to catch up to what the Islamists did. So in other words, every time they kill someone, they kill three to four times as many people. Hmm. So that's one problem. The second is the kinds of things they kept track of in this study were prison murders. Really? There's that's... not a whole lot of people who are going to deny, deny that there's a whole lot of white supremacy in the prison population. Well, there's, there's also black supremacy. That's why they're in fucking prison. Yeah, there, there's all kinds of groups in prison, and they they segregate themselves off racially, and they are... I mean, they're your definition of supremacist. But one of these, one of these examples in this uh, study was a guy who killed his dad. Well, how how do they call that? Uh... Because he's white supremacist. Okay, so the fact that he was that's maybe... a that's a murder. Okay, so he that's he, not a terrorist. He committed a murder that was unrelated to his. His proclivity to shit post on uh, white supremacist. Um, oh, but he's a, he's a white supremacist. But so since anytime he was, a, yeah. anytime a white supremacist yeah. kills somebody, so when he when he ate cereal, he was eating cereal as a white supremacist. You're not gonna make a serial murderer joke, are you? Oh, <laughs> you got me. God, you ruined it for me. I saw you that. ruined it for our audience. No, I didn't. I saved them. You're welcome. Because <laughs> they could see that slow train oh. coming along, and they were they were giddy. They were. They were waiting with bated breath no, for me to going, finish that. They were going this fucking And then the party guy, pooper had to hop guy. in. <laughs> Fuck that guy and his bad choo-choo jokes. <laughs> you can see it coming a mile oh. off. But and so he doesn't consider himself to be racist. You know, he's fully and he doubled down on that whole thing saying Yeah, that's what I wanted to look up the 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 he, he didn't I mean, it's just incredible these how unaware they are. Of what, or, or probably over half the country, but there's thinks a, of them. There's a righteousness to them and their beliefs, and that way anybody else is always wrong. And I, I can't stand this idea that we can't have a discussion where people disagree without you know someone, generally people on the left, uh, calling people who disagree with them terrible names. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't forward the debate at all. And the other thing is, a lot of people don't understand this. I mean, intellectually they do. Reality, you know, Don Lemon gets someone on his show. He's got producers in his ear feeding him bullshit the whole time. So it's not like he's exactly having a debate with someone. You know? Forgive my typing. Yeah, hunt and peck with your two fingers. So, but I don't know how this guy gets away with this stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, Megyn Kelly does her stupid question, you know. Yeah, let's explain what happened. She was on, she's got a new, not a new, but she had, she, she went from, yeah, she went from Fox News doing opinion, talking head opinion to show NBC. To NBC. And, and instead of putting her in a position like she was on Fox, they decided to put her on like almost like a little view, like well, the view kind of thing. It's almost like uh, Good Morning America. Well, yeah, it wasn't just her. Like she was a co host with others. Yeah, and they like talk about, uh, you know, like non non-political things and i mean political but also it was like a good good morning america right. kind of thing right and she said stupidly um you know why is why is someone wearing blackface insulting now 
I think that was kind of different between what she was trying to ask. She was saying, if you want to go, if you're a white person and you want to go to uh, Halloween as Diana Ross, why can't you color your skin? Well, I I look, I heard her, I, I, I heard her say that and it didn't come across as bad as people were saying it was. Right. But then she says, why couldn't you wear blackface? She actually said I that. I think she, I'm pretty sure she did. She said, "Is that where she said followed up? Said if it comes out of like a place of respect or something?" Yeah. All right. So I mean, a lot of people don't know the history about how they didn't let black actors act, and they put white actors in in blackface, yeah, and then they made them buffoons. Yeah, they made them sort of yeah. uh, village. It was like what step and fetch it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but it was yeah. all to keep them out of. And this is, I think, vaudeville era sort of stuff, you know. But yeah, it's insulting. But we're talking 70 years ago. I mean, nobody had a, a problem with Michael Jackson lightening his skin. Nobody says he's culturally appropriating anything there. Wow. Well, he was insane. Yeah. So I I think what she said was not smart and it was in poor taste. I certainly don't think she should be fired over it. I don't think most people should be fired for saying stupid things. You know, especially if you're in a medium where you're going to be talking all the time. But Don Lemon can say this, can flat out just say white white men are terrorists. Oh, uh, I'm going to, I've got actually the full kind of transcript here of what he said. Go ahead. Yeah. Read it. So he was speaking on live television about an incident in which a white man allegedly shot and killed two black people outside a Kroger grocery store in uh, Jefferson Town, Kentucky. Um, it's being investigated as a hate crime. So, and that's the same week that the devices were found and all that kind of stuff, the explosive devices, the MAGA bomber, basically, right? And then the guy that shot up the synagogue. So this... Who's a Trump hater. Right. So, um, but the first guy wasn't even a white... The bomber's not really even a white guy. No, he's a Native American. Well, he says he is. He's, uh, they're coming out saying he says he's seminal, but he's like kind of a wannabe. He's kind of warning warning it, I think. Warning it? War- warning it. Elizabeth Warning has, has. Oh, oh, he's so yeah. He, I think he's more. I think what I've heard. I could be wrong, so you know, correct listeners, correct us. Uh, uh, Crow at Bread and Circuses Podcast dot com. Uh, that he is like more like Hispanic or something. And he looks sort of Native American. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's one of the things is he's emulating kind of a look. But anyways, so this is what Lemon said. I keep trying to point out to people not to demonize any one group or any one ethnicity, but we keep thinking that the biggest terror threat is something else. Some people who are marching towards the border like it's uh, imminent. Um, And that's when he's talking about the caravan. So he goes, "Uh, the last time they did this, a couple hundred people came and they, most of them didn't get into the country. Most of them got tuckered out before they even made it to the border. Isn't that adorable? How he says they got tuckered out, how he... How he makes them sound like they're just these little kids that are just getting a little tuck. They're po- bless their hearts. They're getting tuckered out. So, anyways, so he said we have to stop demonizing people and realize the biggest terror threat in this country is white men. Most of them radicalized to the right, and we have to start doing something about them. There is no travel ban on them. There is no ban. You know, they had the Muslim ban. There is no white guy ban. So, what do we do about that? I say we murder them. I mean, we we start killing white people, and that'll probably solve a lot of the problems in this country. Don't you think, Rooster? Isn't that the answer, according to Don Lemon? You think maybe? Possibly? <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm not going that far. All right. But, I mean, I mean, it is, it, you could look at it as a call to, I mean, not a call to violence. It's a, wait, wait. Let's oh, do no. it. Let's do it. Let's do what to the left does to the right all the time. I think it's a dog, dog whistle. whistle. <laughs> or is he gaslighting? <laughs> I don't know. I've said this before. We've I don't, know, about what, before. I don't, I don't know. know what the these, hell these gaslighting terms. is. But uh, yeah, if we were idiots, we'd be like, that's a dog whistle. Uh, Antifa go out and start murdering white people. Well, we are idiots. I mean, um, so <laughs> on Wednesday, on Wednesday, following the backlash, Lemon doubled down. So here's his quote. Earlier this week, I made some comments about that in a conversation with Chris. I said that the biggest terror threat in this country comes from radicals on the far right, primarily white men. That angered some people. But let's put emotion aside and look at the cold, hard facts. The evidence is overwhelming. And that's where he cited that study, which is deeply flawed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a government accountability office report. Yeah. yeah, but my question to people like him when they say that is, okay, name name the events. What were they? What are the right-wing terror things? 
certainly the certainly there's the, that dude that shot up the church that that spurgy dude with the bowl haircut i i don't like naming these guys because it just gives them the, the notoriety they can't, want can't uh, he shot up a black church so he was this white oh, guy yeah, that went yeah, yeah. and shot up yep, a black church in, I, I really don't like saying their names no we won't but down in uh yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, he walked in a bunch of unarmed, you know, a yeah. lot of elderly people, just like this other, this synagogue. This guy strolls in and starts shooting unarmed people. It's a lot of them are elderly. Right. And the guy, the guy who sent the bombs. I love when people say uh, the the bombings. There were no bombings. Yeah, no. It wasn't, I don't even think they were even attempted bombings. I think they were just... Uh, uh, it, it was it was terrorism because it was meant to politic. I was I, politically trying to terrorize people, but it wasn't trying to kill. I don't think. I heard initially that they weren't they weren't viable bombs that they couldn't really go off, and then I heard later they were just so crudely made they probably wouldn't go off, but okay. they were explosive. Well, we'll find out. But regardless, so those are three. Oh wait, uh, the, I'm sorry, I hit a little bit more. Can I finish what you yeah, said? Yeah, sure. Okay. Go ahead. Um, uh, so they've got that his stats or whatever that you're going to go into here that are that's kind of bullshit. Um, so he goes. So people who are angered about what I said are missing the entire point. Uh, we don't need to worry about people who are thousands of miles away. The biggest threats are homegrown. The facts prove that. What a fucking dick. I mean, he really he really wants to. I mean. It's not dog whistle, but he but he basically is justifying every you know you just saw you just recently said that uh, video of the the Antifa in Portland that were upset uh, by that justified uh, police shooting. So yeah. there, there was a justified police shooting. The police got off without any kind of charges because it was absolutely one hundred percent justified. So there was a protest in the streets, regardless. You know that that was going to happen regardless. Um, and then Antifa, because Portland's a really big hotbed. Like it's their, one of their, their home territories, um, Portland's for Antifa. So, and the mayor is like, basically gives them a whole cloth to do whatever, that's not the word, gives them carte blanche blanche to do what they want. And, uh, so they were out basically directing traffic within a few blocks of this protest, telling anybody driving up, no, you can't go down here. We're protesting, drive this way, drive that way. People are like, what are you doing? You're not cops. What? Get out of the street. And they're like, fuck you, you fucking white, white man, you white piece of shit. And it's this fat fucking white dude eating like a fucking chicken off a paper plate or something, standing out in the middle of the road saying, get the fuck out of here, whitey. Go back to white town, whitey. And I'm like. <laughs> and it was an old, the guy who was yeah. driving the car was like an old There was a couple of them. There's a couple. And then uh, they were, you know, smacking the cars when anybody, anybody had the, uh, uh, the, the uh, balls to go. Get the fuck out of my way or move. I'm going somewhere. They they go, get the fuck out of here. Why do you it's like it's like this white hatred that even these fucking antifa, which is mostly these doughy white fucks, male and female, um, it's like giving them like they they'll see Don Lemon say this and go, see, yeah, you know, we are in the right we are morally uh correct in what we're doing and we should keep doing it because this guy's one of ours. Well, two things on this. The problem I have with people like Don Lemon on the left, and there are some on the right, I probably don't notice them as much because that's where my politics are. Um, but I tend to think that you have to look at all things critically. But I think on the right, we tend to try to we we tend to see it and we disassociate or we we don't allow that to be part of our. No, I I just mean like the problem with Don Lemon is that um, and. Ben Affleck was this way when he went after uh, Sam Harris on Bill Maher's show. They're so insulated with groups of people who never disagree with them. None of nobody ever calls them out and goes, "You're full of shit." You know, they're in that industry, whether it's Hollywood or the, you know, the uh, legacy news media, and generally people in that you don't find a whole lot of disagreement. It's like colleges. You don't find a whole lot of conservative professors. And if you do, they certainly don't speak up. Um, but when it comes to people like that, they they hear stuff and think, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to say this on the news. Because let's face it, if you're going to be in the news media, you probably have a pretty healthy ego already. So you have this ignorance of other points of view, this idea that, you know, you really can do no wrong. You say you will because you somebody told you somewhere along the line you should have some humility. So they can say, well, I'm just a person. I'm, I'm not 
flawless, I'm fallible, but they don't really believe that. And they spit this shit out and think, yeah, it's pretty good. And they have a bunch of sycophants who are like, oh, yes, that was beautiful. That was smart. You know, these Antifa people. And when someone goes, you're full of shit. That's a stupid point of view to have. You just said don't demonize people. And in the same goddamn sentence, you vilified a group of people. They they can't wrap their head around the idea that there are people who disagree with them. And that's why... They have nothing left but to insult the people that disagree with them because intellectually they can't – if they're right, the other guy has to be wrong. If they're moral, the other guy has to be immoral. They just – they can't see it that way. Now, I don't, I don't really watch or listen to anymore as much as I did um, or read uh, left-leaning or left-wing sources. I mean I'll, I'll pick up a city pages, Minneapolis city pages – for the for laughs basically or, or to get material um but i don't read it trying to get the counterpoint because they're it, it's just it's like a parody almost i used to read the local paper the star tribune I, I haven't done that in a long time either are the people on the left are they pointing out something like this and going okay okay this is ridiculous this okay this is not good like we do we'll do that with trump trump will say something really stupid and we'll go oh okay all right, that was dumb. I wish he wouldn't have said that. He needs to not say things like that. It's wrong. Maybe he didn't mean it. I hope he didn't. Or maybe he meant something different and he just misworded it. But it was dumb. He shouldn't have said it. Well, it's like the whole thing in the synagogue shooting. He goes, if they'd have had somebody in there, you know, with a gun, and it's like, dude, this is not the well, time. And then the last thing he said about the um, violence from the caravan where I guess there was reports of um, the police. Uh, I don't know if it was Mexico, but police were getting rocks thrown at him. Yeah. And he goes, you know, if, I tell you what, if they throw rocks here, we're going to treat it as if they're shooting at us. Yeah. Because, you know, rocks, a, a rock to the face can be as deadly. And I'm like, oh, just stop. Stop, dude. Stop it. Yeah. You know, but are there people doing that for Don Lemon? I don't know. I don't think so. They're certainly not for the Ben Affleck types because people are thinking, if I shut up, I might be in a movie. Huh. You know? They just... And I think you need to come from... Whenever you have a point like this, you have to come from the idea of, or a place where you say, here's why I think I'm right, but I could be wrong. And when you state your opinion boldly, it may not always seem like that, but I love the way Gavin McInnes put it, put it when he said, you know, the reason I talk to people who disagree with me is he goes, I'm hoping at some point someone shows me why I'm wrong. He goes, it almost never happens. And it almost never happens because he's real solid in what he believes. He's well-researched. But occasionally somebody goes, hey, and, you know, brings up something different. And he's like, yeah, you know, you got a good point. I think, I believe that people on the left, because so much of what they believed is, is tied up in morality. Yeah. You know, this fake morality. Uh, fake as in. Virtue. Yeah, they believe it. You know, because they're good-hearted people. And it goes, again, I keep mentioning it. It goes back to that Jordan Peterson thing. You better realize how bad you can be before you start telling yourself you're virtuous. Well, it reminds me of that, uh, what's that, uh, Chink Ugers. Jink, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can never, I, I, I mispronounced his name when I was, we were doing an interview with Matt. And uh, I'm going to keep mispronouncing it because I just can't get it right. But his co-host, Anna, is it Kasperian or something Kasperian, like that? Kasperian, yeah. At one point, she looked in the camera, deadpan, wasn't a joke, where she goes, people say, you think you're better than me? Yeah, I think I'm better than you. Because that's what they think. They think they're morally superior and that if you disagree with them in any way whatsoever, you deviate from, from their um, their leftist kind of thought process, then you are an evil person. You are a bad person or you're incredibly stupid. Well, I just I can't remember who to attribute this to, but I've heard it in the last few days. And I can't remember if it was an author talking about characters and then said, look at it in real life. But think about it this way. Every super badass evil person, I mean, Hitler, Pol Pot. Oh, you just lost that argument. Stalin. You just said Hitler. Them. You lost the argument. Shut up. <laughs> all of those people believed what they were doing was right. Yeah. They all believed it was righteous and good. They didn't go just, you know, I just want to kill a million people because i fucking feel like it they believed hitler believed i think crazily that you know 
Aryan should run the world. Yeah, he was doing the right thing for Germany and for his people. Yeah. Is what he thought. And Stalin, I don't understand all of Stalin's motivations, but Stalin killed way more people than Hitler did. And he did it because he thought it was the right thing to do or he had the right to do it. You know? I mean, Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, whatever <laughs> he was, he, <laughs> I saw something that said they can actually look in the fossil record and find that the Mongols killed so many people, it changed the carbon footprint of the human race. You know, if you can't understand how wrong you can be and how bad you can be if you got to... Look, if somebody told me you get to run everything, there's a part of me that goes, that would be awesome. And then another part that goes... I, I probably shouldn't do that. Well, we talked about before uh, what what if you could choose two superpowers, what would they be? And mine were uh, invulnerability and teleportation, and that basically makes you unstoppable, right? Yeah. And if I had those two powers, do you think I'd stay like a good guy for very long? Well, you're not a good guy now. Um. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> okay. I would think, you know what, I'm going to be a superhero, and I'm going to stop evil. I'm going to stop bad guys. I'm going to go over, I'm going to teleport to every, you know, shit, you know, despot, and, and, and go and just just take them out. And then uh, if somebody steps up and takes his place and runs the play, runs these little shitty countries like a mass murder, I'm going to take that person out. And be like, would that be really what you just keep doing? No. But think about that for a minute. You would probably do it thinking it's righteous. Yeah, I would. I'm yeah. saving all these people. Right. I, sh you know, I shouldn't let this. But happen. then, when when would you stick to that point where you're like, you're like, yeah, I don't, I really hate this person. Uh, you know, this this person that like politically, I really, I fucking hate that person. It would be so easy. Boop, teleport into their bathroom, <laughs> donkey punch, leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they slipped in the shower. <laughs> exactly. It wouldn't take long before you do that. Start slippery slope stuff right there. But honestly, though, if you did that. Would you be thinking that... I'd be thinking at that time, I'd be thinking, yeah, I'm doing the right thing here. Exactly. And then after a while, you'd probably look back and you go, fuck, I'm a monster. <laughs> right. But people like Don Lemon don't look at themselves and say, I'm kind of a monster. And he is. Yeah. You know? Because he thinks, in his mind, he's virtuous. He's just right. You can't disagree with him. He's got the cold, hard facts. That's it. There's no arguing. Mm -hmm. And that's the part I think is just latently evil. That you can't be disagreed with or dissuaded. You know, hmm. he knows it and that's just how it is. That, that scares me in people. Not like, like I'm going to hide under my bed worried. And it, I just think when people have, when they're that myopic... Well, it also, I don't, it I don't also, get how I don't get how people like that can have a public platform and not occasionally go. Maybe I'm full of shit. But that it brings me to the point where it's okay. It, it's it's okay. We're having discussions about like the the shoot the guy who shot the synagogue, how how evil he was and how full of hate he was and he hated Jews and he thought all Jews were responsible for all the problems in his life and everybody else's life. Um, and therefore thought he was virtuous. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And that's bad. He's evil. He's a bad dude. Exactly. But on here lately, and what we've been hearing a lot of is this blaming white men for a lot of things that are going wrong in the world or in the country. And it's on the left. And it and it, nobody hardly ever, unless it's you know people on the right, don't bat an eye at that. Um, the double standard is is ridiculous at this point. And we're seeing as white men, um, you know, I, I self-identify at this moment as a white man. <laughs> And we're seeing more and more of this um, in it's not just in political. It's in it's in uh, uh, your I'm seeing it in like Hulu or, or, or Netflix. I'm seeing like this. And in commercials, you're seeing this kind of this denigration of white men or, or saying, you know, it, it's it, as if it's OK to do that, because it's like the last thing, the last thing you can be racist about is you can you can be racist against white men. And people say, oh, you're being ridiculous. Well, Don Lemon is an example of that. Uh, yeah, and, and I agree. And I can give you an example after example of it that it's and and, and it's uh, it's adding up. It's going to be it's going to be the point. 
I, I don't know where it's going to go. Where it's going? It's well, it's going to get more and more violent. That's for sure. Against white men, and then there's going to be more of these on the fringe, on these on the edges, white guys that are going to snap, and they're going to go do more crazy shit. So it's just gonna it's just going to get worse and worse. Before that, before it gets another mail bomber type thing, I firmly believe, and we've talked about this before. And let me be clear: neither one of us is condoning this. But if you watch that, the videos from Portland, there's one car that drives up and they're yelling at the guy about, you know, this guy's getting his face about, just turn the fuck around, white guy, you know. And this one woman is being like, please, sir, you know, we're just having a protest and, you know, move on. Well, she was mostly shaking her head like, are you fucking stupid? No, 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 that was a a different one. There was one woman who was like, you know, please, it's just a peaceful protest and all that. But this guy's like barking over her shoulder and everything. And it's this guy who's probably in his late seventies or yeah, white 80s. hair. And so he's like, he's complaining. So he starts driving off and they kick his car. So he drives about a hundred feet away and gets out of his car and they run, they over chase there him and, down. They run over there and attack him. There's going to be something like this where someone who's not on the fringe, someone who's, I mean, a person who's of a, of a, um, you know, political persuasion like you or I, not hardcore right, but, you know, on the right, like, we need to rein in government and we got to keep taking out everybody's money and everything. And even if they're social liberals, like, for the most part, I am and you're kind of crazy. But, uh, I mean, I don't care what you identify as or any of that stuff. I mean, people who are just like, just live your life. Somebody like that is going to be at one of these things who's a conceal and carry person. They're going to get their car kicked, and you can you can judge whether or not they should have been there in the first place, you know, if they were asking for trouble by going there. But something's going to happen. This is going to escalate. Six people are going to rush their car. Someone's going to get shot. And that's not going to be a good thing. But that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And the left is going to come out and say, what the hell was he doing there with a gun? He shouldn't have been. He knew what was going on. And maybe that could be true. Maybe if he had a gun and he didn't have to be down there and he went, I'm just going to go down there and see what happens. You know, maybe he shouldn't have been there. But at the same time, shouldn't have chased his car and rushed him with six people. I know we talked about this before in, in another episode, but I I have a concealed carry uh, permit. And I, it's, I'm it's i constantly thinking I would love to go to a rally. I'd love to go. And I don't, I'm, not, I'm not the kind of guy that goes to a protest. But I would like to go to a rally to support something, right? So... But a lot of these, and we're in Minneapolis, so I mean, we're we're in in the the thick of the a lot of leftist craziness um, and protests. And if I go to one of these rallies, I'm not going unarmed because there's that the whole point of having concealed carry is to be ready for for trouble, not look for trouble, be prepared for. It. It's like having a fire extinguisher near your home, you know. And if I go to this with my gun on me. And something happens, and God forbid something happens, and I have to defend myself or somebody else and use my gun and, and, and shoot somebody or even just pull it. Just because a lot of times they don't tell you this, but just pulling your gun in a lot of situations actually stops the attack. But you and I have talked about this before, and that's why you don't go. I don't go to these because I don't want to. If that happens, then can you imagine the kind of fucking up, upending your life is going to get because well, of that. your life's ruined and obviously the life of whoever you know you might right. shoot or something it just it's not a good thing and that's why but it makes me mad that i can't go because i'm not going to go unarmed because it's stupid to be up to go out as a sheep and be just completely at somebody else's mercy if they decide they want to start something and they want to become violent and they want to hit you over the head with a bike lock which can fucking kill you yeah right so you're completely at their mercy no I, I, I don't want to be a victim, but I don't want to go there knowing that I have this, you know, ability to defend myself. And if I have to use it, it will be deadly. And so what do you do? Do you, I guess you just stay away from it, but it sucks because you want to be part of this. You want to be part of something. You want to support someone that you, that you, um, politically that you, um, that you want to, uh, to be an officer or some other thing or some event, you know, a, a NRA event or whatever. You want to be part of that to show your support. But if you go to that, Knowing where we're where we're in, that you there's a good chance there's going to be counter protesters there. I'm quoting air quoting protesters, but basically people are looking to get violent. I mean, and if you know that and you go there, then are you looking to up the ante at that point? Well, it could be it, it can be looked at that way. Well, even if you're not, they certainly can make that case, and they will. Yeah, I mean, look at um, you know, I don't 
I don't want to bring up the uh, George Zimmerman thing because I think he was just dumb. You know? Yeah, he made a lot of mistakes. He he shouldn't have even been there. Um, but do you remember uh, Bernie Getz back in the eighties? Yeah, guy subway the, guy in the subway gets surrounded by six people and pulls out his gun and starts shooting. Yeah, and the way he was characterized, and maybe it's true. I don't know all the facts of that case. I was young, but um, they're like, yeah, he just he carried a gun and he was waiting for trouble like that. Whereas everybody I know has got to conceal and carry. Starts seeing bad shit happen and goes, I got to get out of here. Yeah, no, we're, we are not looking to not escalate. Looking, yeah. Just want to get out of here. But on the other hand, you it'll be looked at. Just having the gun can be looked at after the fact as 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 escalation. Well, who was that guy who was being followed at one of those protests a year or so ago by Antifa people? Yeah, um, and he turned and pulled his gun. Yeah, he turned and pulled his gun. The cops arrested him. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, what he was doing, it worked. And again, yeah, stopped them from getting any closer. Right. A, a mob of people that were, that looked like they were intent yeah. and shouting that they were going to basically beat his ass or kill him, and he stopped that with that gun. And he got he got arrested, charged, and convicted on that one. Yeah, that's that's for compl- what like menacing or something. It like was that something, or? but it was it, it it was wrong. No, you can say should he have been there? Was that poor judgment? I I think it probably was. Well, I think wasn't he wasn't he a journalist? No, well, he might have been. But you know, I'm talking about like for more of a fringy journalist kind of thing. Yeah. But here's the thing: he has every right to protect himself. If I were, if I were a journalist going down and and as a white man going down to some of these um, the police shooting things that have been happening in Minneapolis, self-identifying white man. Yeah. Today I am. So, but if I if I was a journalist and I decided to go down and 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 cover this stuff, like um, the shootings that were here, um, were just like in in the other. Um, city where it became violent and there was um rioting and police getting you know rocks and Molotov cocktails thrown at but you want to cover it you're going to be you're going to be a target or the the chance the odds are you will be a target because nowadays they don't even want you to film the the antifa types and the the leftist protesters and stuff if as soon as they see you're filming them that you become a target Mm-hmm. So the they're not there's you know the citizen journal journalism stuff is is it doesn't matter at this point if you you say hey I'm just here I'm not taking a side I'm just filming they don't fucking care they don't they know that this film can be used to show what shits they are usually or to get them arrested or whatever and they're gonna they're gonna attack you so what do you do you protect yourself or you don't show up and you don't cover it right well, so then then there's no coverage there's something about the there's something about the mob too that. Uh... That makes people dumb. And there's a great line in Men in Black uh, when Will Smith's character saying to Tommy Lee Jones, why don't you just tell people, people are smart, they'll understand about aliens and all that stuff. And he goes, a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky animals, and you know it. And that's what happens in these mobs. People get stupid brave because there's a bunch of them. And then somebody throws a punch or hits someone with a bike lock or like that moldy locks chick year, a couple years ago who... Uh, was she was Denver? she she tweeted before yeah she tweeted before this big uh, gonna go get some white scalps you know, or got something hundred 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 Nazi scalps or something yeah and then she was she was causing shit or something and throwing stuff or whatever and some guy just fucking hauled out and knocked her out yeah that reminds me just recently there was a video um, of a there were people uh, anti-abortion I think this might have been Canada I could be wrong I just saw the video the other day but they were um, anti-abortion people with signs and um, some you know, activist pro-abortion, you know, this doughy looking chick that might've been a dude, but maybe not, who knows, comes up and starts just hauling, hauling off on everybody, uh, men and women, like throwing shit at him, yeah, uh, grabs a that. woman that's trying to run away, grabs her by her backpack and drag, drags her backwards, yanks something out, like a, look like a thermos out of the, the girl, the pro-life person's backpack and throws it on the floor. And it's just like going ape shit on people. And then you see a crowd of people Men and women kind of like walking by, looking. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, what's this? And some people standing around. If if I saw that, this this assault happening, I would I would fucking go. I would I would take him out. I would go up. I would knock her fucking her or his fucking block off. Yeah. But then if this fucker pulls out a knife or pulls out this and that and the other, and then I got to pull out my gun. I mean, I mean, it's like almost like you want to be a hermit, and not go out anymore. But you you don't want this to happen. You don't want you see that happen. And you see these poor people that are that have their their protest their or their signs out because they were holding signs pro life signs, and they're not being violent, they're not doing anything wrong. And this piece of shit comes up and starts assaulting them, and you're just going to stand there, and and not get involved. Well, I'm going to get involved. 
And I'm going to fucking say, this person is a crazy person. They're attacking this woman who's obviously trying to get away from her. And I'm going to go up and I'm going to beat the shit out of her. And if she fights back, I'm, I'm going to drop her. If she pulls out a knife, I'm going to fucking pull out a gun. But then who's going to go to the jail in this instance? I, uh, being an amateur lay attorney, I'm using the word attorney. Like I know a lot about the law, but I'm not an attorney. I think if a person pulls a knife on you and you pull a gun, you're probably justified in that. But yeah, but there's it's still going to upend your life. It's still well, going to thousands and thousands of dollars in attorney fees and but the, uh, a, a bunch of people uh, doxing you and putting your face out there yeah. saying, look at this this Nazi that just went after our person and you know we need to ruin their life and their family's life. That's going to happen. But, well, and the problem I'm going to see is not the person who goes to one of these rallies with a conceal and carry saying, I'm just going to see what happens. You know, like... We're saying you don't like you're like, I have a conceal and carry. So I'm not going to get anywhere near that because I mm-hmm. know what could happen. Take the person who says, I'm just going to go and see. Kick my car. I'll show you. Kind of thing. The George Zimmerman mentality. It's not going to be that sort of instance. It's going to be along the lines of you are coming back from somewhere and the road is blocked by protesters or something. And you're just thinking, Ah uh, shit! I'm just gonna wait this out. Next thing you know, they get your car surrounded and yeah. doing stuff. That's and, and you where, see baseball bats. And that's shit. where somebody's gonna get yeah. shot. Yeah. You know, and and it's not gonna be good. Or think about the mobs at at Berkeley when Ben Shapiro was gonna speak and they were wrecking everything. And then there have been mobs who've shown up at like, uh, you know, cabinet members' houses or um, or uh, Congress men's houses, congresswomen, right. whatever, shown up there. It's not going to take long before one of those mobs starts chucking rocks at a house, right? They've come to your house at that point. If you've got a if you've got a way to defend your house, probably going to do it. And some states are going to say, "No, you got to sit there and let them throw rocks." And there are other states that are going to be like, "No, they're throwing rocks at your house, breaking windows." So, and that's not going to be good. Nobody's hoping for that. Well, and the media is is upping the ante every fucking day. Every day they're reporting how racist Trump is. Every day they're report, reporting how how all of his supporters are hateful bigots. I know they're saying that he's this whole thing after the after the synagogue shooting in Pittsburgh. They're saying yeah, it's Trump's anti anti Semitic uh, rhetoric. Which what, say that uh, times real fast. Yeah, and and what how, what's anti Semitic? He moved the he's the, the the embassy to Jerusalem. Well, he didn't. I mean, but he wanted it. I mean, well, he just went along with it. Yeah, know? but he he was support he was pro he was supportive of that. Right, but so were so were Obama, so were Bush, and so were Clinton when they were running. Bill Clinton. Okay, they were all. But there's nothing anti Semitic about that. No, but so they're saying. His anti-Semitic rhetoric, which no one seems to be able to find other than... It's dog whistles. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't hear them, right? Mm-hmm. So... Well, I do. Despite the fact that his daughter is a converted Jew, his son-in-law is Jewish, he's the most... Uh, uh, his grandchildren are, are then Jewish. Yeah. I, I don't know if they are. I yeah. assume they are. Well, I mean, if she... Yeah. Her husband is Jewish... She's converted, and yeah. their children are Jewish. I mean, even if they're not practicing Jewish, they're Jewish. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if all of his grandchildren are. Some of them are. No, yeah, that, yeah. But and I don't know if I can say that they're Jew friendly. He's the most. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's the most friendly to uh, the Jewish faith that any of this pres any of our presidents have ever been. I mean, that comes right from. Uh, Netanyahu. Netanyahu. Yeah. yeah, he's like, hey, this guy's. Yeah, Obama fra- basically iced him out. Yeah, Netanyahu. and this guy who shot up the shot up the synagogue said, "I I don't vote for Trump. I don't like him because he's too friendly to the Jews." Yeah, you can't have it both ways here. Media. So it's it's Trump's anti-Semitic rhetoric that made the guy who thought Trump was too soft on Jews go shoot up a synagogue, like to prove a point. It's just it's stupid, well, it's, and, and it's the just, rhetoric, and it's not just opinion pieces that are reporting this kind of stuff. This is mainstream news sources that are saying that he's racist without without batting an eye, without any proof. I I f- uh, flip on the TV, flip through the stations, and 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 see MSNBC nonstop. Trump is a racist nonstop yeah. by everybody on that station. And Don Lemon even mentioned it in the quote. He said there was a Muslim ban. There wasn't a fucking nope. Muslim ban. 
We didn't ban Muslims from every country. Yeah, but Trump said he wanted to ban Muslims, so. When? Well, I think he, I think he has a rally and just like he said, misspoke yeah. basically. Just like he said, Mexico is sending us some very bad people. Yeah, he didn't say they all were. Yeah, yeah. you know uh, we're, we're table topicking. Oh, I was going to say because I was going to segue right into this. Uh, the, did you hear this allegations from Michael Cohen today? No. Four racist things Trump said, and here, here, here's why it's increasingly believable he said them. This is uh, from uh, Washington Post. So, uh, the long alleged N-word tape still hasn't surfaced, but yet another person who has been close to President Trump is accusing him of using racist language. In a new interview with Vanity Fair, Trump's former personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, recalls four explicit instances of Trump saying racist things about black people. Here's the four things. Black people are too stupid to vote for me. Name one country run by a black person that's not a shithole. Name one city. While traveling through a Chicago neighborhood... He said, quote, only blacks could live like this. And then uh, on a black finalist on The Apprentice. There's no way I can let this black F dash. Oh, must have said fag. There's no way I can let this black fag win. Uh, and so as all the usual caveats, no, that was this quote. So this is the the writer now, Aaron yeah, Blake. You're, you're, let's be clear. You're quoting Trump. Yeah. So Aaron Blake goes on to say, all the usual uh, caveats apply here. Cohen is now a felon who has turned on Trump, both legally and politically, has implicated Trump in a campaign finance a violation, campaign finance violation, and has rejoined the Democrat Party. He's got an axe to grind and no actual proof of any any of this. It's all hearsay. And the ele- uh, and. An election that is largely a referendum on Trump is happening in four days. But it's worth emphasizing how increasingly believable this is, both in the context of Trump's public actions and what others have said about him. So the, the, even though this is all bullshit, this guy all here say this guy hates Trump and he's got every reason to be. But but it's so believable. You know what? He probably doesn't have tapes, but I'll bet you that Trump's laughter was indelible in his hippocampus. <laughs> you got to say it right, though. I, I can't be that weepy. It was indelible in my hippocampus. Oh, my God. You know, listening to Matt and Blonde, she was talking about how she couldn't stand her messed up hair and her, her sort of look and her everything. Her frumpy look. Her frumpy look. And she With her smudge glasses. Her smudge glasses. And now every time I see her, I'm like, my God, her glasses are smudged. I didn't notice either. I didn't until either. pointed that out. So. God. Yeah. Um, and Blonde does right. a pretty good impersonation of her. All right. So... <laughs> This question makes me angry. Uh-oh. What percentage of your salary would get, would you give up to guarantee that you would never be homeless? What percentage of my salary? Would you get... It's called rent. I, I wouldn't. That's what I... Who, these things are becoming increasingly, increasingly stupid. That is stupid. That's why you... Fuck you, Table Topics. <laughs> Fuck you. That's why you work. I used to love you. Now I hate you. Used to love her, but I had to kill her. What was that? Yeah, it's it's a stupid question. The reason I was going to divorce you, Rooster, and move on to table topics, but now I can't. Now I've got to find another lover. You're never going to be able to leave me. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, it's God. That's a dumb question. Yeah. How about all of it if you had to? I mean, uh, anyway, what would you love to see on TV that's not available? That's not available. Yeah, on TV. Oh, not on my computer? Because everything's available on my computer. Yeah. Uh, that's some, that doesn't... You don't even watch TV anymore, do you? Uh, you know, I, yeah, I used to I used to DVR and record a bunch of programs and watch them, and I don't I don't anymore. No, I do not. Uh, you know, I do watch programs. You know what's the latest pro- uh, show I watched was the season three of Daredevil on Netflix, and it was good. Season three it. was good? I'll leave it at that, though. Because I've been trying to slog through season two for like a year now. I... I there's parts of it that are a little slow. I mean, I think the problem with the Netflix Marvel shows is they are a bit too long. They're 13 episodes, and they should probably be eight. Eight, Like, the British shows are like six to eight episodes. Um, I think that'd be better for them. But So there's a couple kind of shitty, sloggy epi- um, episodes, and they're trying to do two different plots at once. Like, in season two, it's the Elektra um, uh, assassin, you know, his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but, but the Frank Castle stuff, the Punisher stuff, is really good. And that actor, you know, um, what's his name, John Blumthal, or I can't remember his name. Brunthal. Brunthal does a f- Brunthal, yeah, fantastic job on that one. So it's it's worth watching just for that, just for him. Yeah, I mean he's good in it, but I just I more and more I can't stand. What's uh what's Foggy? Daredevil? No, oh. Daredevil? Yeah. Matt. Yeah. Matt I, Murphy. 
Murdoch. Murdoch. I I like the actor. I think he, Char- Charlie whatever does a great job. I, don't, I can't remember his name. But no, I just don't, I don't like I don't. It's not about the actor. Oh, I just hate the character. Well, in season three, they have some phenomenal, phenomenal fight scenes, and there's a bat. You know, uh, uh, Bullseye is right. Yeah. Um, he basically, if you saw the shitty uh, Affleck Daredevil movie, I didn't. Okay. Well, he it's like uh, he's a bad guy. He can't miss like with anything like guns. You pick up anything and it becomes a weapon, and you can't mess with it. Uh, they did a they kind of changed the back history of the guy and made it a little bit more like interesting, more believable. But there's some scenes with him in it against Daredevil that you legitimately think, holy shit! It's like you feel like Daredevil is in danger and he might not make it. And and this guy, it's like Daredevil's like, holy, what is this dude? I don't even, I don't even know how to deal with this guy. And it's funny because they do this where they get in these like uh, fights where they're fist to fist, you know, and you can tell Daredevil's got the edge and just slightly. He's got the edge. This guy's, you know, this guy knows what he's doing, but Daredevil's better fighter. And you see he's getting the upper hand. And as soon as the guy gets breaks away from Daredevil, they're in an office. And you know how many things are in an office that you can use as a, as a oh, weapon yeah. if you're a guy that can throw anything and make it lethal? He... As soon as he gets away from, gets some space from Daredevil, Daredevil just starts getting tagged by everything. It's it's a really cool and it's tense. It's a good scene. So, all right, that was a seg, uh, segue we didn't <laughs> expect. Um, this one is actually kind of interesting, just for me personally. Um, what stories did you'll hate the question? What stories did you hear from your parents and grandparents about living through the depression? Uh, why would you say I'd hate that? I don't know. It just seems like something you'd be like, meh. I mean, my dad lived through it, and uh, they talk about life on the farm because he had a bunch of brothers and sisters, and they, you know, I, I guess I didn't really hear how tough it was. They never really complained. My parents weren't the type, and I don't think my mother had a, a tough, she, she didn't really have that bad in the Depression. I think my, my dad did, but he's not the type to say, oh, it was so bad for me, you guys don't even know what you, I mean, he wasn't the type that I walked. 20 miles. Your mom wouldn't have been around in the depression. Uphill. True. This is true. But, um, you know, you talk about life on the farm and you talk about, you know, his first jobs and all that. And they all sounded very shitty. (laughs) My dad was telling a story about my grandpa, um, you know, grew up in a rural area. And, uh, so they, they lived on a farm and they would burn, um, wheat for fuel because they had, because they had lots of wheat. And I'm thinking, wow, it, people are needing food and you're burning it because no one can get it and you need to stay warm. And then he was talking about, uh, he'd go out and shoot jackrabbits. They'd eat those to live sometimes. And uh, he said even later in years, he would get a hankering for jackrabbits. And jackrabbits do? He goes, we'd get in the car and dad would drive out there. And he goes, God, he was a good shot. He said when these jackrabbits would get going, he'd take a twenty two and he'd Fire off like three shots, like pop, 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 and he'd hit it. He'd lead it. Yeah, he'd hit the freaking jack. Do you have you ever seen one of those yeah. things run? Oh yeah, and then they they zigzag too when they yeah run. try hitting one of those with a twenty two. Yeah. And he said he did did it all the time, and uh, so they'd eat that. And he said another thing was every once in a while because they ate lard on all sorts of stuff because lard was plentiful, and and he said not only would he put lard on toast. But every once in a while, he'd go past the lard thing and just scoop some of it out with a spoon. Well, it's, and eat. it's kind of filling, too. I think that's why, right? Yeah, but it's just straight yeah. fucking fat. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Hmm. But I do remember I, I bought one of those books one time, like How to Survive in the Woods, just reading it for all sorts of stuff. And the first line in the book is, get used to what you'll have to eat. <laughs> you know, but as a quick aside, I've been uh, playing this PS4 game, um, The Long Dark the survival thing. And one of the things I found scavenging was like dog food in a can. And I'm going dog food. What the hell do they have this in the game for? I'm like, I'm not going to eat dog food. There's a point like day 37. My guy's like cracking the dog food up and going, I got to eat this shit. I would be thinking, Oh, I'm going to get a dog companion. Awesome. <laughs> no, you'll eat that dog. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not fallout four. <laughs> it's one of those. Are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking maybe you do it to keep the wolves off. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's, Let's talk about this caravan. We mentioned it. All right. Now I've heard just recently that it's it's starting to break up a little. That I've heard I've heard that, but I've also heard that now the there's uh, reports that there's pe- there's organizations showing up with buses. 
well, but, to help them but, uh, transport them. In the last couple of days, those buses have sort of tapered off because we've put a lot of pressure on the Mexican government, okay. and they're not they're not allowing companies to do that anymore. And a lot of these people, according to Don Lemon, this caravan's still like a month away, um, and it's starting to shrink in size because Mexico has offered um, asylum and jobs and all you know social programs to these people, and some of them are taking them. But if you look, watch the videos of the, uh, and I'm talking, watch them from a bunch of different sources uh, of this caravan, and a very high percentage of these people are young men, yeah, fighting age men. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not all women and children. Yeah, and uh, it's they when they ask people. I mean, I saw an interview someone did with uh, one of the people that spoke English in the caravan, and they're asking him, "Hey, you know, what's it like?" Huh? You know how are the women? You know how are the women and children doing in this and that? And he goes, "It's full of criminals." Yeah, it's full of so many criminals. <laughs> the one I heard, the guy said, "Most most people are good people." Yeah. He said, "But there's lots of criminals here." Yeah. And again, I feel it sucks that I feel like I have to keep saying this. I am pro immigration. I want to see people from other countries come here legitimately, contribute to society, blend in be productive, pay taxes, learn the language, buy houses, raise your families here. I'm cool with that. What I hate is this sort of sneaking in, give me social programs. Um, my kid was born here, so now he's a citizen kind of thing. I just hate that stuff. Well, let me be absolutely clear. I am anti-immigration of, in all forms for a while. I think maybe we should just stop it for a bit. Well, we've done it in our past. We've had points in the in the past in yeah. this country where we let's just, just shut it off. Let's just shut this bigot off for a bit. You know, we have all these people that say, yeah, but who's going to do all this shit work? It's like, well, you have a very low opinion of of uh, our people. One, saying that we're, you know, t- too lazy and too whatever to work. And two, of the other people for for what they're, they're just worthy of doing our shit work. I mean, if you stop the spigot, we would we would either pay more or or things would happen socially or economically that people would start working these jobs right that are citizens and and you don't need they say well you know we need to bring these in we need to bring people in no we don't it would maybe it would get hard for a little bit but we'd figure our shit out i mean the, our our immigration policy is basically just helping people out it's not making our nation we need to strengthen our nation and diverse, diversity is our strength kind of shit. It's, that's not what it is. Our, our immigration policy right now is either to take advantage of the low-wage work, taking advantage of them either for the left because they want the voter base and they want this and that and the other, or um, capitalists, you know, saying... You know, want the cheap labor. Want cheaper labor. So it's taking advantage. Or it's other things, people saying, well, we need to help them out. They're coming from a bad situation. They'll come here. They'll do better. And then maybe they'll go back and make their situation better where they're from. That's that altruistic kind of attitude. But it's not It's not really we're bringing everybody here because we need immigration to make America stronger and better. We don't. We really don't. What yeah, do you have to say I, about that, Rooster? I don't know. I disagree with you on the we, need, we don't need immigration. I think we do. And the reason I think we do it is not because... Who was it who's, God, you alluded to it, but comments like people say, who's going to clean your hotel rooms and pick your fruit? Really? That's how you're going to, you're going to view these people coming from somewhere else, that they're just pitiful slobs who have to take shit. Well, what they'll say is they're desperate, so they will do that. And, and they're used to living in standards a lot lower than what we have. So they'd appreciate it and they do that work. And it wouldn't be like slave labor and indentured servitude because, you know, they're in America. So, so, you know, even the poorest people in America, they get, we've got good healthcare, we've got this, that, and the other, we've got a good infrastructure and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, they're going to do that work, but it's not like they're going to be miserable doing it. Okay. Let me, let me give you an example. I'm trying, I was trying to channel the left. With right. That. All right. Going back to what we were talking about, about understanding how bad you can be. Say I have two friends. Okay. I know it's a stretch, but so I've got two friends. One of them had sort of a poor upbringing and one of them, you know, is uh, gone to college, done well for himself or whatever. And I decide I'm going to, for Christmas, I'm going to take each one of these friends to a nice dinner, right? The one friend of mine who's gone to college and had a good life, I take him somewhere nice, you know, some nice steak place or whatever. Cause I'm like, Oh, he'll appreciate that. But I go, 
I don't have to spend that money on my other friend because he eats at McDonald's all the time. I'll take him to fucking Ponderosa or something like that. And he'll get, he'll get you know, a, I'm using air quotes here, a steak. And he'll be like, oh, this is really nice. Probably put ketchup on it. Yeah. I'm a dick. Yeah. At oh, that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely are. Yeah. You yeah. take your other friend to the same place you'd take the other and, one. But if that other one says, no, I don't like that highfalutin shit, then you go, okay, what would you like? Let's go do what you want to do. Yeah. But it's not this attitude beforehand. But right? it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be like, well, I'm going to give him that because, you know, look at where he comes from. We're, we're running up look on time here, but I wanted to, you reminded me of something when you were talking there that I wanted to talk about a little bit is our interview with Matt Christensen last week. Well, it, one more thing in this caravan. Okay. All right. That being said, me being pro irrigation, immigration, if 14,000 people show up at the border and try and push themselves in, I don't have a problem with the military shooting rubber bullets at them. Yeah. Just, that, that is, and I know the left hates this, it is an army of people, Soledad O'Brien. How dare you call it an invasion? Yeah, Soledad O'Brien uh, tweeted out something about you can't call it an army. The actual definition of army fit what they are. Um, here, let me, let me read it quick. Uh, a, let's see. A number of, this is a, this is the second definition. A large number of people typically formed or organized for a particular purpose. Boom. That's Army. what the fuck they are. Huh. If they show up at the border and try and push themselves through, they are invading. Uh, let me look up invading. An invading definition. army. Yes, an instance of invading a country or region with uh, an armed force. Now, if they're throwing rocks and bottles and shit like that, uh, a an incursion by a large number of people or things into a place or sphere of activity. It is an army invading the southern border. I understand. Heartless bastard. Yes, I am. I uh, Because I know how bad I can be. I understand that there, there are women and children. I was just going to say, I had to say it. What about the women and children? I feel you beat badly. Me to it. I feel badly for them. But Well, they're pawns for one, usually. Yes. In the time it took them to march from Guatemala or Honduras or Nicar Nicaragua. Nicaragua. I'm not trying to do that. Nicaragua. I'm not going to say Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. Mexico. I'm going to Americanize it, damn it, because I'm Americanized. Mexico is a big country. They walked a long way, or got bust through part of it, through a country that is a pretty prosperous country. And they've been offered safe harbor and a better life, and they didn't accept it. I got a lot less sympathy for them. But as pro-immigration as I am, I almost said irrigation again, as pro-immigration as I am, as pro-people coming here as I am, I don't have a problem with the military telling those people they can't come. No, and, and I think the left, the left again, thought that Trump had a no-win situation. I kind of thought he had a no-win situation here when we were talking about this before that, I mean, he, he's going to look like an, like a heartless bastard if he, if he tries to send the military down there and he's going to look like a, uh, like a, um, like a cuck if he just kind of bends over and says, well, I did what I could. And I couldn't get the wall built because of, you know, those guys and I couldn't do this. So it's a no-win, but it turns out, I think, I think it is going to be a win. For him. If there's that many people pushing up against the border trying to get in and they get video of that, that is not going to go well. And it's going to be mostly men. For the left, for most of the country. Fighting Most of the country yeah. is going to look at that and say, we'll see. you can't do that. Uh, so, okay. We're getting long on time here. So, we interviewed Matt Christensen last week uh, uh, of, of YouTube fame and uh, what was it? Uh, uh, makeup channel guru. Yeah. <laughs> And media influencer. I'm sure, I'm sure he'd love that. Um, well, he had a good comeback yeah, for it. Yeah. So uh, I was I, I listened to it a couple times, and the and now I can't listen to it anymore because I'd pick apart everything I said, which is terrible. I was like a little fangirl, and I did a lot of giggling. I was like, so Matt, we really like you. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, I need to stop. <laughs> I was listening to every time I talked. I would, okay, if I want to be nice, if I want to be kind to myself, I'll call it chuckling, right? It was but cuckling. It was, it was cuckling. <laughs> That's too much. I was like, oh, Matt. <laughs> like, and then I noticed that you did one thing. And you did it tonight, so it's not like a, uh, just a misspeaking. It's just the way you pronounce something that I find amusing. What? Uh, you say appreciate. Appreciate? Yeah. It's just I find it amusing. A appreciate. You, you say appreciate. Yeah, it's appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny. He's so cute. <laughs> It's like my wife says, 
intestines. <laughs> God, that drives me nuts. Like intestines. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. I do you know? That's not like a Midwestern thing. Saying saying uh, appreciate instead of appreciate. That's not Midwestern because I don't know anybody else but you that I've heard do that. I don't know anybody else but you that says appreciate. What? Yeah. No, I, I do a lot of uh, yuring, like you're instead of your, you are, your. I say, as long as you don't spell it wrong, I fucking I say, hate that. I say your a lot, and it sounds like to me when I start hearing it, I'm like, oh, I got to stop doing that. If I see one more person, and this will take 30 seconds, post somewhere, your, Y-O-U-R, oh. a idiot. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm just, do you understand the irony? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you get it? So. Oh, and I say, instead of saying for, like... Um, fur? Yeah, I say fur a lot. What? I do. I was listening to a couple podcasts, and I would when I start like speaking fast, and I go your and fur when I say instead of your and four. <laughs> I'm starting starting to get a complex. Stop listening to yourself. <laughs> Wait, I gotta stop. I gotta stop uh, chuckling or giggling too. Speaking of chuckling, didn't we have uh, somebody send us a question about uh, why oh. the would you rather? Yeah. That you asked Matt and said, why would you have a problem looking Chuck Yeager's back? <laughs> he's, a, he's a national treasure. Chuck Yeager is a badass. We were talking about Jank. Yeah. Jank uh, Yeager, which now that you said it, I can say it. But every single time I try to say Jank Yeager, it's going to come out sounding like Chink Yeager or, 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 or Chunk Yeager. Yeah, it's, it's never going to be Jank. Yeah. Because until somebody says it right before I say it, I'm going to get it wrong. Jenks from uh, the Young Turks. So yeah. not uh, not the national hero who broke no, the No, I would never. I would time. never. <laughs> Chuck Yeager's a badass. Yeah, I would not want to. Yeah, uh, Chuck. Yeah, so the question was, would you rather uh, lick Chink Yeager's sweaty back or give the shocker to uh, Amy, Amy Schumer? Schumer. And uh, and this the listener thought that I said Chuck Yeager. Unless he was, unless he was just fucking with us. No, I think, I think it did sound like I said that. And who was it? Who sent it in? Uh, was, was that just that some, connect guy? No, I was. No, it was oh. another person that was listening from right. from Matt's feed. So, well, but I, we need to wrap this. We up. We appreciate the listen. <laughs> if you need, Wait, I just did it. Damn it! You did the appreciate, and I did the little fucking giggle laugh. Uh, well, you can fook off. How's that? <sighs> if you need to get a hold of us, you can. Uh, you can. Email rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And don't even think about Twitter because, uh, you know, fuck you. <laughs> you, know, you don't think it's that important. <laughs> right? Right, Rooster? I really appreciate <laughs> the way you said that when you said it. <laughs> All right. See you. Bye.